Dan Toro, and today I have joining me Autumn Sky Morrison. She is from Powell River, which is located on the Sunshine Coast in British Columbia, Canada. She is an amazing artist and is filled with wisdom in which she expresses visually and in her writings and in this conversation we had today. Without further ado, let's dive in with our conversation with Autumn. Thank you for taking the time. You bet. How are you feeling? You've been traveling around? Yeah, I've been definitely on the go for the last, uh, well, year or two or three. <laughs> but uh, particularly the last few months, I've uh, been on a big journey into the mountains and down into uh, down into the, um, California and Arizona and Oregon. I'm looking forward to being home for a little while and diving back in my studio. Nice. And were you painting or on a vision quest or uh, um painting and visiting friends and uh just sharing my work and and gaining lots of inspiration in return? Well, your work is amazing, thank you <laughs> definitely so, been a, an amazing journey so far, so i've been uh I've been really blessed and able to do what I love and share it, and the more I share it, the more I'm able to keep sharing it good and what medium? Are you doing acrylic or? Yeah, it's uh, mostly acrylic. Um, lots of mixed media as well. So a lot of my pieces, I incorporate um, organic materials or found objects, shells and buttons and antique keys and cloth parts and just sort of whatever uh, speaks to me. Um, and I find the acrylic is is really compatible with with a lot of glues and organic materials, and I'm able to travel with it really easily. So. It seems to serve my purposes uh, much better than any other mediums I've tried. Nice. Um, yeah, I like acrylic <laughs> myself. Nice. Your work just definitely jumped out and spoke to me on many levels when I saw it at Rochelle's shop down in <laughs> Gibson's. And then when I saw the one piece you call Timeless Keepers, maybe we could start there. What inspired you to create this masterpiece, and I, w- I guess we could start there, and then I'd love to know um, what all the symbolism means for you in the in that painting. Um, well, that piece, um, funnily enough, it started as a as a performance painting, um, which I, I do quite often. I'll start with a blank canvas at an event or a concert or a uh, festival, and uh, I just let the piece sort of develop. Um, so it plays off of the people around me and the music and, and just the general vibe and people's suggestions. And that piece, it, it started as the probably the youngest person I've ever painted, um, which was really interesting. She was almost a child, and um, right away it seemed that there was going to be this owl sitting on her head. And um, as I worked on it, she started to age, and... Um, when I came home uh, with the piece, I, I brought it back into my studio and um, continued working on it. And uh, she just got older and older and more timeless. And um, I was visiting with my grandma a lot at the time, so I was really reflecting on seeing her in me and me in her and um, everyone that came before and after and um, just... Yeah, when I got when I got back into my studio, I just started looking in the mirror and imagining other lifetimes or other um, other ancestors 
um, that came before and, and just really exploring who's back there and it was really fascinating and, and deepening and I yeah it was amazing and then the other animals that came in um, just seemed to speak to me at their at their perfect opportunity and um, as I look at the piece now uh, now that it's finished I'm able to step back and get some perspective um, I I really feel that the owl represents wisdom and the peacock represents beauty. The uh, raven or crow represents playfulness and the scarab is magic. And so it's sort of all the embodiments of the crone. And uh, yeah, it was just, it was an amazing journey. I actually finished that piece um, for a show in LA and the theme of the show was ancient civilizations and alien technology. Hmm. So with that theme I it left a lot open and uh I just let let that theme and just let spirit guide me and it really evolved. <laughs> so that was at the Temple of Visions Gallery in LA. Of course. Uh you know um Amanda then? I do, yeah. <laughs> That's so interesting because I was to go there. Was it the opening that you did this at? Um, that was for the second show, yeah. I think it was in March or April. I have to say, if someone were to paint a painting for me, that's what it would look like. So it's, that's what really spoke to me. So uh, it's beautiful. Wonderful, thank you. Another one in Rochelle's shop, which I really love, is Work in Progress. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you share a little bit about that, the woman walking away um, with the paintbrushes, <laughs> just kind of sauntering? Yeah, that piece um, is actually quite old um, now. It's probably, I probably painted that four years ago. Uh, so my work has really d- developed sort of in a different direction from that, but I really, that that painting definitely still speaks to me a lot and holds a place in my heart because it really just, I just wanted to speak to the fact that our future is a blank canvas and that we are all artists of our lives and we can we can paint whatever landscape we want in front of us. And, you know, it, it may be more concrete right around us and even in our past, so that's why it, it shows the lilies very, very vividly um, around her. But then it just sort of peters off into into soft, um, nothingness, <laughs> and uh, I just, yeah, I wanted to, to, to really speak to that sort of contemplative state that you can be in when you realize that, you know, I can create whatever I want in my in my reality. So that's why it's called work in progress too, <laughs> is that uh, we're all works in progress and our lives are, and yeah, beautiful, and I think that's a real important message right now um, as we're all shifting and changing uh, very rapidly it appears (laughs) Mm -hmm. with time and space so the other painting that I want to dive into is Beloved uh, Mm -hmm. and if you could share the mirror of the masculine and the feminine that's what I see in it Um, and then again the different imagery of the bees and the flower essence and the dragonflies and kind of that unity could you share what inspired you and about this and what the message is from it um beloved was created 
actually uh, mostly at a festival in Oregon called Beloved. So that's where it was aptly named. Um, and it's a beautiful gathering that's just really soft and heart-centered. And um, it seems like a, a lot of the theme of this time that we're in is about balancing the masculine and feminine and and um, making peace with with that polarity inside of us as well, um, which then manifests in our relationships and our families and our our communities and our our uh, just global community as a whole. So I really wanted to um, give people something to reflect on that was. Uh, that's honoring our individuality and our uniqueness and and that when we really celebrate where we all come from in a personal on our personal path we can come together and create so much more um, by not trying to change each other but by just reflecting back light um, no matter what the circumstances in the past and the um, the other may be um, different from us, but just celebrating what we can, what we can reflect back to each other, and so I just really wanted to to play with that that mirror between them, and um, and just make it really shine um, that they can they can just completely be sovereign and be strong in who they are, but still um, offer each other a beautiful reflection. And so, yeah, I think it's I think it's an important piece of, um, for for what we're all experiencing right now. And as far as the specific symbolism, um, as I was painting it, people were sort of coming up and watching. And um, I painted it when the trees came into her side, into the feminine side, and the the cityscape came into the masculine side. People were coming up and they were sort of wondering. They were saying, "Oh, are you what? What, what are you trying to say here? Are you saying <laughs> that?" Women are soft and naturey, and men are are hard and 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 mechanical. And like, <laughs> what are you trying to tell us? And I said, no, I, I want to absolutely celebrate civilization as well. It's not about uh, letting go and and shunning the city or at all. It's it's about coming into balance with nature again. Mm. And so I really wanted to make that city just. Sparkle and and uh, and celebrate it. It's uh, there's so much that can be offered from from metropolis and from uh, from civilization. So it, it was fun to play with that. And the bees really represent that for me. They're they're such a, a community species, and um, and they're just so structured in their hive making. And it's it's like they have a city, and they just work so seamlessly, and they're so in balance with nature. And, um, it's just a really symbiotic uh, civilization, I feel, and and then um, yeah, with the lilies and and uh, the fireweed, it just seemed like those were sort of the lilies are sort of like a like a chalice. Um, it's a soft, it's a feminine um, flower, whereas the fireweed on the masculine side is more like a phallus, and it's. Strong, it comes through and and heals the ground after a after a fire. So it's uh, it's very proactive and and but still nurturing. So it's just a it's a different energy. And so I'm just playing with that and playing with colors and just 
letting it glow. Yeah. Fun, fun journey. <laughs> it's really beautiful. And how much performance art do you do, would you say, in, y- in your creation versus just your time in the studio? Um, well, definitely it seems to be more and more. Um, I still usually complete the pieces in my studio, so I'll spend um, way more time working on it uh, after the event is over. However, during the event, it's um, the piece really develops in it, the the energy of it, and and sort of the overall composition and concepts. They're all in place, and so I just do the fine tuning in my studio. And as far as other pieces um, that I start and finish in my studio, I'd say that that's probably still the majority. Um, but definitely, especially in the last couple of years, a lot of my uh, most exciting pieces have been birthed at an event. So it's uh, yeah, it seems like something that's maybe maybe still more in the studio and less at events, but maybe that balance is shifting a little bit. And um, as that becomes more of a commonplace uh, theme at events, it seems like performance painting is sort of a new thing. But uh, as people uh, realize that it's an option at, at the event that they're throwing or they're having a, a festival or a concert. It really is so symbiotic with with the music and with mm-hmm. the dancing. It's just one more one more way for people to integrate um, the experience they're having. And they also get to see a painting come to life um, and get created in front of them. And the majority of the people that are there probably have never witnessed that. They see a painting in its finished form, and they say, "Oh, that's so pretty!" And they don't—they don't have any idea how it got to that place. So I really love being able to offer that—that that intimate look at a painting being born. And uh, and I people express to me all the time how how much that influences their own art or encourages them to pick up art for the first time. Um, it just, yeah, it doesn't necessarily take the mystery out of it but it just makes it brings it to uh to earth for them (laughs) to a certain extent they can they can see that i would agree i think the transformation that occurs um when people can see it happening live is something very miraculous and i think people are astounded especially if it's not a super long period of time in their mm-hmm. mind's eye, and even if you still continue to work on it, it's pretty amazing. Great memory for everyone. Now, I want to talk to you about, I just opened up larger uh, Remembering Eternity, and it's funny because I noticed on your webpage the picture that you have on the home page of the woman curled up almost in uh, like a nest or a womb, mm-hmm. um, and the keys that were around and the buttons Mm-hmm. And yesterday I found a key very similar to the keys that you have on that picture, and then I noticed in this you have one key hanging from her neck. You can share the inspiration of this painting and the, the symbolism or the meaning. Um, well, to, to speak on the keys, I find keys are really just a, they're a great symbol uh, to include in my work because they're not, they don't have a specific meaning. Um, they can mean any number of things. They can mean the unlocking of something or the locking. 
Um, they can mean possessions. They can be um, unlocking spirit, or it it just can go in so many different directions that uh, it just seems like they um, they come into play at at specific in specific pieces and contribute a lot without nailing it down to a certain uh, message. Because I really like my pieces to be able to be interpreted um, however the viewer needs or feels. It's not about what I feel <laughs> necessarily. I I paint it and I paint it in an intu- intuitive way. So these components come in um, without uh, too much deliberation. They mm-hmm. just flow through. Um, and so, yeah, in in the shelter for opening um, that piece, they definitely can mean any number of those things. It's uh, it's she's safe in that in the center of that mandala. Um, she's sheltered, um, but through that sheltering, she can she can actually open farther than than before, um, and that's why the in the very center um, there's stars and sort of the cosmos have started to appear at her center because she can, through going in, we can realize the infinite out, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. so to speak. And um, the as far as the Remembering Eternity, that's one of my newer pieces. Um, I just finished it this fall. I started that piece at Shambhala, actually, in the, the music festival in um, in Salmo, in the, Rocky, in the Kootenays. And um, that piece, the key sort of came in um, with with a lot of the other um, items that are in that piece. It just keep as I was working, it just more and more kept coming in. And I was at times I would sort of question and think, oh man, it's just like, am I going overboard here with more beads and more shells? Like just more and more and more but it really seemed necessary that all of those things be included um, and again it's just about unlocking I think and um, and it's actually sort of a similar theme to like her her eyes are closed and she's she's gone in and and found her center and from there she can flow outwards and that piece is about birth and life and death and rebirth and so everything from the hermit crab making a home of of another being's demise um, and then also with the baby in the center of the cosmos it's uh, it seems like these these cycles in that painting the the bone structure coming into the side of her face that you can see to realize our mortality but but the little cosmic atomic beads flowing off of her necklaces um, just remind us that we are eternal. So it just seems to flow back and forth, and um, that was an amazing, amazing journey to create that painting, and um, I'm still getting to know it myself. (laughs) Yeah, I feel also her Victorian essence. For some reason, as mm-hmm. I connect with her, even though there's this sense of so much more, but something about the way you've done, taken her hair and the nest and how the scarf comes around her neck where the the beads are, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I've definitely been playing with that Victorian theme. Um, it's 
been echoing it even came into my Halloween costume this year and uh, it really seems like it's um, it's a fun style to play with and it also um, it's really it was such an interesting time um, for where we are now um, to have come through that and um, it just offered so much to the world but then it also was so limiting in so many ways but um, stylistically it it just has such a interesting and strange feel to it mm-hmm. so it's come into um like my painting queen bee with uh she has sort of a red cherry tree afro and uh and bees flowing up around her and her her victorian type collar is made up of honeycomb curling over um and as well with uh the grace of myrrh which has the seahorses making up her collar um the the both of them are very fun I'm working on sort of a an ice queen right now who is going to be very, very regal and Victorian, hmm. queenly type woman. <laughs> very minimal, very fun. <laughs> I think because there are so many layers, you know, just like in, um, you know, different pe- the different periods, even like Baroque or Rococo or different aspects of the Renaissance in the Victorian era that just saw the different layers and what's hidden under those layers is so interesting mm-hmm. me when I saw your work and I read the card you sent me but then it appeared as soon as you emailed it to me it appeared all you have to do is ask and then you receive uh, twice <laughs> you you say I paint in celebration of this fantastic adventure I paint to inspire and to be inspired each canvas takes me on a journey and as my paintbrush follows each time I lead back to my center. My paintings are a mirror, a reflection of our light and shadow, our feminine essence, and our ancient divinity. With that, can you share your feminine essence and how you connect with the feminine essence and how you feel she is to be celebrated, honored, and respected? Mm Mm-hmm. That's a big question. <laughs> um, well, people often ask me why I paint um, women so much. Um, and though I do feel that shifting, as there has been a few uh, more masculine pieces coming in, um, my reply to that is that I I paint what comes through and what sort of I'm guided to paint. And right now it really feels like the feminine is what needs to come through um, as that has been stifled for so many millennia. And um, just it it's really um, a lot of the theme right now is coming back to the earth, coming back to um, our, our feminine divinity, um, whether, we're, whether it's a man or a woman, um, just to really make peace with our creative essence and our feminine essence um, through reconnecting with nature and our families. Um, I think that's really a common theme right now, and it's so vital. And uh, so for me, um, also being a woman and painting painting mainly women um, and mainly nude women, it's really uh, it's been a great opportunity for me to learn about myself and about what it is to be woman, to learn about the women in my life, and uh, 
and to offer a healing opportunity um, through my paintings. Um, people have so much pent-up uh, emotion and taboos and fears around nudity, um, and when they are able to come in, come to a painting and um, and drop their 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 barriers and their walls and really connect with the piece um, on on an intimate level that's not necessarily sexual. It might be sensual, um, but I think that there's a great opportunity there for for reprogramming, um, and I I really value that and. I, uh, yeah, as far as, as far as uh, my own feminine essence, I think was part of your question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just, uh, yeah, just more and more learning of that and, and through dance and meditation and painting and, uh, and just connecting with, with other women in my community um, on a really deep heart level uh, without without the competition that's been so ingrained in our society, I think. Um, I think it's really, there's so much shifting going on right now. We've been, we've been really divided um, for so long. I, um, it's absolute high time that we, <laughs> that we reunite with our sisters, I, I think. If you can speak a little bit more in depth about that heart connection with the feminine and um, how we can embrace each other, because I, I myself, you know, a lot of what you speak is what has been coming through to me, and I know many others. Uh, if you can just share a little bit how you've been able to embrace the feminine, the sister, and how we can actually come together in community and really support each other. Uh, versus uh, having to go to that competition or that fear that that has been ingrained or programmed into us that you know we have to protect ourselves and not let anyone else in. I think it it, it is definitely based on fear and fear of lack and um, fear that that we're not enough somehow, um, and that's been you know that's been really consistently. Um, conditioned in us for thousands of years um, to to just forget all of the all of the wonders and mysteries of being woman and um, and to be afraid of of other women because they might you know offer competition for for the men or um, or hurt us in some way um, emotionally or it just um, yeah, I think it stems from from a lot of just really tragic um, circumstances through through the last few hundred years or few thousand years, and um, relationships in general have not been have not been healthy in that time um, with you know between a man and a woman in a marriage or between parents and children. Um, We've just, uh, as a whole, forgotten how to connect on a on a heart level, and it's all just been about fear, I think. Um, so now, 
now that we realize that that's not the way it has to be and that there are other options and we're we're given given the amazing luxury of even being able to take the time to to imagine another way um, as we're not so uh, so much well I'm, I speak for myself I'm so blessed to live in in Canada and specifically BC specifically on the Sunshine Coast mm-hmm. and to be a woman and um, to be able to be doing what I love and to not be working a nine to five job um, in order to make ends meet um, but so I, I feel that I'm so blessed I'm able to actually have the time to imagine a different perspective and to um, to contemplate these things I'm not just uh, struggling day to day where people just don't even have time to to to, to ponder um, so yeah to I don't know <laughs> to um you want me to speak more on on not having the, the competition is definitely it's been a, a strong theme um, for all of those reasons I think and I see it in my art um, a lot in when I'm able to share with, with people and um, sometimes people will come up and say oh I'm so jealous because you're because you're able to paint this, these images, and and I really try to um, only reflect light back to that because I, I I just encourage them that no, you should be inspired, and and you know I've dedicated my life to this ever since I can remember, ever since I was a toddler, this has been my focus. So it's not like I just woke up last year or last mm-hmm. week that I want to start painting. I've dedicated thousands and thousands, tens of thousands of hours to this over my life. And so I have some practice. You know, I have a I have a bit of a head start, but if if you wanna start painting I I absolutely encourage that and I'm definitely uh very open to giving people suggestions about about the kinds of paints I use or the techniques I use and um and encouraging lots of exploration and release of judgment as you're working so that you're able to really tap into something broader and, and to channel that through. Um, because I don't think that art should be about competition, and I don't think that it is. It's just sort of it's another sort of falsely imposed um, circumstance on us. And Because art is so personal. And, uh, you know, I see it within my own art that somebody... People are drawn more to one piece than to other pieces, and that's the piece that, that really speaks to them. And I, even more so with art, uh, with the artists, people are drawn to one style or one um, artist more than others. And you know, it's, it has nothing to do with their their marketing necessarily. Um, given the option with a whole array of artists in front of you, you're gonna you're gonna know what speaks to you and that's not going to be the same thing that speaks to the person standing next to you that's also looking and thank goodness for that you know we all have different tastes in in music and food and and style and men and you know thank goodness we don't need to make each other (laughs) like we are and the more that we can be at peace with our individuality and our our sisters and brothers individuality then the more we can just celebrate life and and trust that 
that, you know, there is, we're not at risk of losing anything um, if we open up to our, to our friends and family. We're, we're only, we'll gain because we gain perspective and our taste changes and, yeah, I think it's um, just being at peace with ourselves and, and, you know, many people have been taught for so long that what they think or believe or want is wrong. You know, if they wanted to be an artist or a, or a musician growing up and they were taught that those were just, those were just hobbies and, you know, starving artists or, <laughs> you know, that's a common theme. It's a self-perpetuating myth. Right. But, it's, uh, yeah, if you believe that artists starve, but you're going to be an artist anyways, then you're going to probably starve. But I believe that it's a, it's a great career choice. And, you know, it's it's getting easier and easier to make it as an artist with the Internet and um, just, with the, uh, just with the global community joining together more and more. You know, it's, a, it's so, so doable. So. I agree, and I, I think... Uh, just looking at your work as a whole, seeing the evolution and your comment, you know, to people maybe being jealous, jealous or envious of your gifts, but really, you know, all of us have the opportunity to jump in and embrace any of those gifts that we thought we weren't allowed to have as a career or as a point of expression because someone told us it didn't make much sense to explore that. And so I honor you for making those comments, and I hope those that are listening can really connect with that um, to not stuff those talents that you might have but have not yet birthed or dedicated the time to explore. The last painting I want to just go into that you sent me was The Seer, and if you can just share what this beautiful owl is sharing with all of us and with you? Um, well, the owls have definitely been a, a theme um, and an animal that has spoken to me a lot um, throughout my life and, and more and more as I, as I paint the owls, they seem to speak to me um, and visit me and they love to over my car while I'm driving. That seems to happen to me quite regularly. It's really wonderful, and they they hang out around my yard. I can hear them calling sometimes, or they fly over my yard. Um, and they are just such a such an interesting um, creature. They are so present, um, and so they just have this sense of knowing, um, and knowing of a reality so much broader than than we can imagine it feels their eyes are just so open and 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 piercing yet there's i don't know there's a softness and a a sternness and a mystery there it just is so enchanting to me and um as i usually paint figures um and the the animals and and creatures and other elements come in as I'm painting, and it's all sort of based around the figure. With the owl, I just really wanted to um, focus on the owl and just really honor that creature and um, and speak to speak to her divinity or his divinity. Um, 
without being in context of of a human. Um, so that's what that was about, and just just really uh, paying tribute and and um, I named it the Seer just because for obvious reasons that <laughs> owls just seem to to see. They're not just looking; they're seeing, and they're taking it in, and they're seeing beyond and through and. Um, yeah, just so such incredible, incredible teachers. I think for us to take the time to just be still and watch and see is uh, it's a great teaching. Yes, sometimes it's um, a blessing when you can be the observer. <laughs> mm. So, and the silent observer—they're really celebrated for their silent flight and their—they're just—they're so quiet. And you often don't even know you're being watched. <laughs> so I think that that's a really nice, a nice uh, uh, quality that we could all learn from. Just a little less talky and a little bit more see. <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, he or she kind of reminds me of the little owl that um, we helped as a child. But my friend and I put in a baby carriage, and I still to this day it makes me chuckle that that little owl allowed us. I wanted to swaddle it and put it in a carriage and keep it there <laughs> until um, we could get someone to help it. But it did. It just sat there and stared and was so peaceful and just so content, uh, not agitated at all. So <laughs> <laughs> had a great sense of humor for a little girl that wanted to make it a baby doll. <laughs> yeah. Well, that owl knew what was going on. Yeah. The bigger picture, right? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, how can people connect with you? Uh, to I know on your website we have at Autumn Sky with an E, Morrison.com. Where else? Is that the best way for them to connect with your work? And Yeah, that's a great way. Um, yeah, spell S-K-Y-E. Um, and... Um, on there, my email address is there, so feel free to to uh, write me with any questions or comments, or if you're interested in prints or or whatnot, uh, I'm more than happy to uh, to touch base and connect with people. Um, I am on the road a little bit over the next little while, so please be patient <laughs> um, in my response. But otherwise, um, I'm also on Facebook. I have a an art page on there. You can find me. Um, and uh, yeah, just uh, come out and uh, find me at, at festivals or concerts. Or if you want to have me paint at at something that you're organizing, please be in touch as well. I love to share that process and to create in public and just to really, you know, be surrounded by my community and do what I love. It's a win-win situation. Mm, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> what's What's the next? A festival that you'll be at? Um, I'll be at um, Beloved, or the same people that are putting on Beloved are putting on a New Year's event um, at, down in Portland, and that's called Inspire Truth for that's on this Friday. But other than that, I will, um, I don't have anything uh, too major coming up in the next little while. Um, I do the Philberg Festival over in Comox every summer, so that's the first weekend of August, which is a great event full of uh, lots of incredible art and craft. Um, and, uh, yeah, just 
at this point I'm actually just really looking forward to being home for a little bit and and diving into my studio and uh and finishing some of these these performance pieces that I started last year. I I made a trip to Europe and I painted at the Boom Festival there. Mm. So I have two new pieces from there and and many other unfinished paintings that have been very patiently <laughs> waiting, waiting and watching me as I come in and dump stuff and pick up more <clears> stuff. And, pack up again <laughs> so uh yeah i'm really looking forward to that and and uh yeah just just diving back in and well i'll be heading up to the coast i think when you're returning uh, it would be fun to come and see your studio oh it'd be great well i appreciate you sharing your gifts and your wisdom with all of us <laughs> and i look forward to uh connecting with your future creations so thank you thank so much. You. Oh, it's a pleasure. I should mention, too, that when you are in Powell River, and if anybody else is passing through Powell River or in there, um, there's an artist co-op on Marine uh, called Artique, um, and there's 25 artists, and I'm one of them. So that's just a storefront on Marine. It's a lime green building, and it's uh, full of art, and I have a display in there. So as far as, like, a, a gallery, that's <laughs> the closest yeah. thing you'll find um, locally. That's great. But yeah, I really look forward to connecting with you. Thank you so much for for sharing and for giving me the opportunity to share. Well, thank you. Thank you again, Autumn, for joining us today. And if you would like to connect with her, welcome one of her pieces of art into your life or welcome her to one of your upcoming events, please connect with Autumn at autumnskymorrison.com. Thank you again for joining us today. And remember, express yourself, express your beauty and your infinite ability to inspire others. This is Suzanne signing out. Until next time, namaste.
Your face is shining bright You look at me and suddenly 